This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. Fly fishing is good medicine for the soul, and I think I know why. The reason is because laughter is good medicine for the soul, and whenever Dave and I take a fly fishing trip, there's a lot of stuff that happens which makes us laugh. For sure. Oh, man. It could be people we run into, silly things we do. Often it's stuff we can't control. So go with us on a recent trip we took to Montana and Yellowstone National Park and enjoy some laughs. Maybe this will encourage you to go fly fishing with a friend, or maybe it'll encourage you to pay more attention, or maybe it will encourage you to spend some time in a fly shop where you run into some terrific and terrifically funny people. Or you might just feel sorry for us. That's true. Maybe that'll (laughs) happen too. Well, about three weeks ago, prior to recording this podcast, we took our annual fly fishing trip to Montana. And the laughter started before the trip even got off the ground. Dave, what was our plan? (laughs) So for those of you who've listened to this podcast, you go, yeah, that's just kind of the way Dave rolls. So we had this great plan, and Steve is the planner. And so I was going to drive to Steve's place, which is an hour north of where I live, and we're going to go out to dinner and then drive another, what? Hour north to Milwaukee. To Milwaukee. So here's the deal. <laughs> I live 25 miles north of O'Hare, and you live, what, about the same distance? South of south, O'Hare. South yeah. of O'Hare. It's actually more like yeah, 35 or 40 minutes south okay. of O'Hare. All south right, and so, southwest. Yeah, so I'm a half hour. Well, there's a direct flight from O'Hare to Bozeman, which would be wonderful, except it was like, 650 bucks it just rankles me when i think about that so to save money what we had to do was to uh fly out of milwaukee and the connection was then we would fly to (laughs) o'hare so think about that i'm you know we're driving north i'm driving north from my house to go to milwaukee so we can fly south back over my house down to o'hare to catch the uh flight it's like that, a 20 minute flight yeah, or something. Right. And and then to catch the flight that is direct from O'Hare to Bozeman, but doing that our, our ticket was like 350 as compared to 650. Yeah, so it's crazy. Yeah, so we're going up to Milwaukee to do this and we have a really early morning flight out of Milwaukee. So uh, hey, let's drive, stay in a Super 8 right there by the airport and uh, This was Steve's uh, yeah. strategy. Yeah, so everything was going great. Uh, uh, my wife was going to take us. She took us up. We're, we're on our way. We stop in Kenosha, which is just across the Wisconsin border at Texas Roadhouse. So here we yeah. are sitting at the Texas Roadhouse, yeah. and Steve says, hey, I haven't checked in yet. Yeah, so I get my, my smartphone out, and, and I open it up, and I said, oh, great. The flight the next day from Milwaukee to O'Hare is delayed. Oh, great. So we're flying United. And they always give you options. And I was hoping they would give me an option flying direct from O'Hare to Bozeman. And, and that's exactly what they did. So great. So Dave, you need to get on and, uh, and, and update yours. So, so I went on the phone and I couldn't make the change. I had the app 
and I couldn't make the same change. I'm like, what is going on? So finally, I had to call United. So here we are at the Texas Roadhouse. And it's loud. It's and, really loud. And you're under the table for half your meal. <laughs> because it's, I can't hear. Can't so I'm hear. talking to someone who whose language is, uh, is not English, at least their first language. Right. And trying to make this adjustment. In the course of the conversation, I realize, oh, Dave screwed up. Dave isn't on the same direct flight from O'Hare to Bozeman. So instead of going from Milwaukee to O'Hare and then from O'Hare to Bozeman, I was going from Milwaukee to O'Hare to O'Hare to Denver and then to Bozeman. So basically I had screwed up the ticket. And you would have gotten it. We were going to fly fish on Monday. You would have gotten in so late. We would not have been able to fly fish. So I would have gotten to fly fish, but not you. (laughs) So we're like, oh my. And so I'm thinking, well, they're not going to allow me to, to, uh, to change to this direct flight because I didn't have a direct flight. So I'm on the phone with her and she finally finds a flight where I can go to Denver and then go to Bo- to Bozeman, but I still don't get in until about 1.30. Steve's getting in at 11.30 from the direct flight. Long story. So that's fine. I figured, hey, no, no problem. Yeah, no problem. I'll just go kill time in some fly shops. I, I've got some stuff I need to get. So we thought, well, we finished our meal, and then it yeah. occurs to us, there's yeah, no need to go to Milwaukee yeah, because gonna, now we're right. flying out of O'Hare. Yeah, so we're going to head home. So we start heading home, and I get back on my app, and all of a sudden, I have these options to actually allow me to take that direct flight that Steve now is taking. And, the, and there's no charge for this there's no for charge. either one of us. Yeah. So United really, generally, is not really helpful, and you always have to pay for this. But somehow, I was able to get on this direct flight. So in a sense, we got there when we anticipated we were going to get there. So, so we get we go back to Steve's house. So we have to give up that hotel room up in Milwaukee. You have to pay for it anyway. And then I say, you know, I may as well just go back home. Yeah. So I drove back home and then got yeah. up really early to yeah. make that flight. I think what was the flight like at nine thirty? Yeah. That early, right. Mm-hmm. So it was. We laughed the entire. I way. know. But the but, craziness. One is my lack of. Yeah. Just reading directions from your email <laughs> explaining which flight I should take. <laughs> oh man. And yeah, and so at the end of the day, we got the direct flight we wanted. I'll go though. I guess it wasn't quite as cheap because we each lost about thirty-five bucks by not uh, yeah. staying at the Super Eight. I tried to cancel that, but I had made the reservation through Orbitz, and so it was too late. But oh anyway. man, so we got off on yeah, so, on this really crazy oh. start to the trip. And I felt bad because I'm enjoying this uh, nice dinner, my half slab of ribs, and I don't know what you had, but. You know, you'd come up for, not for air, you'd come up for food and then back down because half the time you're on hold and you can't hear. and uh, Or, or, oh, or saying what you want yes. in about three or four different ways just so it gets understood. Yes. Oh, it just drives oh, you nuts. Man. Anyway, that was a great start to the trip. It made uh, it really fun. I know. Well, I'm trying to think. Uh, funny moments out on the, the river. Well, we were out on the Yellowstone River one day. This is in Yellowstone. National Park, and uh, remember the radio episode? Yeah, it was like the last... Sorry that these are all about you. I'm sorry. (laughs) I provide a lot of humor. Yes. So here we are. So I had just caught this really nice uh, Yellowstone cutthroat. Yeah. And... And Steve says, "Hey, I'm going to go up the. I'm going to go up the river. Or down the river, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go up yeah. about a half mm-hmm. a mile away, and and we each had two-way radios, which is 
most often what we use when we're on the Yellowstone right. simply because in bear country yeah, and, and also a, safety if we slip. And cell phone I mean, coverage is patchy yeah. out there. So, um, so anyway, so I finally go and meet up with Steve about half hour, 45 minutes later, and it, and I had my two-way radio on the my actually I think it was my waiting belt, and so that I could hear it. And I look down, I can't find it. I'm thinking, oh no, I bet I pulled it off when I caught that fish and pulled my day pack off, my fanny pack off. I bet it's back, is about a half a mile. Yeah, it was, it? it was a half mile. Half mile yeah. up river. Mm-hmm. So yep. I said, hey, Steve, I'll, I'll go back there. So, And I gave you my two-way radio because there's a little feature. If you click the button, then you hear it's like a locator. Yeah, right, exactly. Yes, so, which now I wish I would have pressed. So, but I digress. So <laughs> I get almost to the whole, to the run that I had fished and caught some fish, and I, I thought, you know, I've got Steve's two-way. Why don't I just hit this radio call, and it'll locate this, see if, where the phone is if it fell off. Well, I hit it. And right away, it's loud, and it's on my waist. Well, the two-way radio was on my waist. <laughs> but so it had moved around. Because I actually looked, and you said, oh, it was right here in my belt. I looked, and I didn't see it either. But it, but it, had, it slid had slid around slid to my around. back. So yeah. anyway, so I'm walking back, oh. and I get back to Steve, and I said, hey, and I tell him this story. Hey, I found this two-way I find my two-way radio. Yeah. It was on me. Okay. You know, so we're kibitzing All about right. that. And now we're ready to go. We can go yeah, now. We're going to actually hike out, I think. Yeah. We? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going right. to do some other yeah. fishing up the river. We're actually going to hike out. It was like our second to last day. Right. And I realized I don't have my my day pack. <laughs> I have my... <laughs> yeah. I'm like, my day pack's gone. Yeah. What happened to my day pack? Well, I realized I had left the day pack Back when I caught that fish, yeah. I pulled everything off because I had to, you know, take out my net and everything. So, oh. so I had to go back a second time to that same run, another oh, half man. mile. So I got in a good mile and a half. You did, and I, I think two miles. I, I got more two. I got I more than two miles of walking than I you did I, that day. I caught a nice fish while I was waiting for you. <laughs> you did really well on that one run. Yeah, that's right. That place where there was some structure, that that log jam right alongside yeah, that the was river. Nice. So. Oh my! Oh, I'm thinking, one. is this an age thing, or no. what is this? I don't know. I, I was thinking, what do Pris and Steve? We would have done that. How do they though? talk about me behind my back no. when they, when I'm not there? The thing is, we would have done that at 25 or 30. Yeah. We did that at 25 or 30. Uh, Nothing's changed. So it at delayed us almost yeah. what an hour. Yeah, yeah 45 I minutes to an so. hour. Yep. <laughs> We had a good laugh oh over it. Oh my gosh, that was, that was hilarious. That was funny. What what else? You think of anything else? Well, there was another that? great moment. I'm thinking it was the it was that same day, wasn't it? Uh, we were we had stayed in Gardner, Montana, and we thought let's go back up to uh, Tower Fall, which is where we had hiked. And so mm-hmm. that time of year, it's just a wonderful time of year. Yeah. Because the park is not busy. It's not bumper to bumper traffic. It's you know, the leaves are turning, all the cottonwoods at that point were all turning, all the aspen were already already done turning, although mm-hmm. there's not a ton of aspen around right. there. But, um, so we're going along the road, we're in the park, and all of a sudden we turn a corner, not turn a corner, we turn kind of around this yeah, bend, around a bend, and here's yeah. a herd of bison in the middle of the road. Right, and they're heading the same direction we are, they're ahead of us, but... They're going slower. They're just walking. And, and they did not get out of the way, no. partly because there wasn't a place for them to go. Right. It was a it sheer drop-off. Yeah, sheer drop-off on the left side of the road. And, and on the right, it, it was uh, it was kind of a 
cliff or it was just a steep hill that came right down to the road so so there's no place for them no. to go so i wondered how long we were going to be able to because we were just in a sense yeah. herding them up the road right and I thought, how many well, of them were 20 thought, maybe yeah at least maybe 25 30 yeah it was a but big I herd thought, of bison i'm not gonna i'm not gonna push them well then there was a guy in a pickup pulling a some sort of a trailer behind me and, and he was kind of on my tail and pushing me. And I thought, oh, come on. You know, I, I don't want to push these buffalo uh, for their sake, but also for our sake. So, uh, you know, finally, I mean, I sped up just a little bit. And they all moved to the, the left side of the road, to, to the other lane. So now there's kind of an opportunity to drive by them, which makes you a little bit nervous. I don't want some bull deciding he's going to come over and you know, gore uh, the, the window. Yeah, or exactly. I don't think we had insurance are. for that. <laughs> no, no, that's just it. So uh, while, while we're doing that, we noticed up ahead, there's a, there's a kind little of turnout. Yeah, yeah, a little turnout. And I saw some buffalo that they started running for that. It's like they could see, oh, here's where they can escape. So as we drive by, though, we look in. It's the funniest <laughs> sight. Here's a guy. I mean, funny, but scary. Here's a guy who had his tripod set up, and he's... <laughs> He's taking a picture oh, of this God. gorge that's kind of down over the hill. He turns around, he turns and, around and heard a bison coming right at him. This stampede <laughs> of bison, and and they saw oh, him that and was great. Yeah, they saw him and they were scared, and he saw them and the look in his face. Oh my goodness! Oh my! So we we drove that was by. The best and, part oh, of the day. And I'm thinking, oh man, what could we have done to prevent that? And the answer is, well, nothing. But. I felt kind of bad. Oh, great. You know, hey. You know what's funny is if you, as I look behind us, as soon as we got by, they went back into yeah, the road. Yeah, they did. Cause, and a couple cars came from the other direction. So the guy who was so desperately on our, tra never on did our get tail it. trying to get us moving. Yeah, he, he never did get out of there. He got stuck. <laughs> we got through and he got oh, stuck. Oh, that was awesome, man. The look on oh, that photographer's man. face. <laughs> oh, I know it. Tell you what, those oh, uh, those experiences with wildlife they can be uh, they can be funny, but they can be really scary yeah, as well. Yeah, for sure, and, for sure, for sure. Yeah, we were thankful that we didn't uh, hit anything or get charged by anything. Yeah. Oh man! Well, there was another great moment with Craig Matthews and West Yellowstone. Oh now, you, yeah, you yes. know that guy. You've met him before. He's, he's an icon of fly fishing. I mean. You know, when you think about some of the fly fishers in the West, you know, you, you think of Bud Lilly and, and uh, you know, you think of Craig Matthews. I mean, the, these, are, these are real pioneers in the, uh, the, the sport. And, but, he's, uh, but he's not as old. No, he's 68, figured out. And for years, he owned the Blue Ribbon Fly Shop. He, he moved from uh, Michigan. We're going to talk about him in another podcast. But, yeah, he moved out from Michigan. Uh, I had this fly shop. Uh, he's, he sold it now, but he still goes in there occasionally. And they actually said that he hadn't been in for uh, a few weeks. He had no, been gone. No, it was two months. No, the fly fisher said, yeah. or, said that he had not right. seen him in two months. That's then. right. And he's sitting behind this fly tying desk and another guy's tying flies. It's just kind of like they're informally holding court. And he was <laughs> such a friendly guy. Ah, I mean, he was great. You know, we, we've met some other kind of well-known fly fishers who... Kind of have the personality of a, you know, of, of a, a toad. Of a log. Yeah. Yeah. And he was so gracious. Or they're arrogant, and which engaging. is just so yeah, annoying. Right. right. But it's just funny. He just started kind of 
telling stories and talking about fly fishing and what were some of his good lines? What did he say about streamers? Well, he, he was just commenting on on streamers in general and kind of the proliferation of streamers. He said, yeah. dude, I saw one the other day. It looked like a 56 Buick. <laughs> yeah, he says, I don't like fishing streamers the size of a 56 Buick. <laughs> that was great. And then he also talked about finding ground squirrels in the belly of a big brown yeah, trout. Yeah. Think about that. Oh, I know it. The other thing that I remember about that day or that morning, because we were just there for a few minutes, and just listening to him, he actually is a big hunter. Yeah, he really and is. And I guess he had yeah. spent the last couple months upland game hunting. Mm -hmm. uh, at least that fly fisher that we went with that day said that. And yep. um, so he does a lot of fly fishing. Uh, excuse me, he does a lot of hunting. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm -hmm. But they were talking about the wolves up yeah. there. They were talking about... Um, a lot of interesting stuff. We're going to talk about that. So, you know, hey, keep listening because we're going to come to that in another podcast. That was it's fascinating stuff. But yeah. he was just a funny guy. And, and like you said, what I, what I appreciated about him, he's one of those guys who, who commands respect without being arrogant. He doesn't demand it. He just... He just commands it, you know. I, there's there's some people that they want there's you to just know a that presence. they're a big shot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He didn't have to do that. No, he is a big shot, he and he was to totally comfortable in his yeah. own skin. Yeah, that Absolutely. was really good. So remember, fly fishing is good medicine for the soul because laughter is good medicine for the soul. And where there's fly fishing, or I should say at least where Dave and I are fly fishing, <laughs> there is always going to be laughter. Oh, man. Right? That's not even looking at our how we cast our fly. Holy yeah, cow. That, that's right. Oh, oh my goodness. Well, hey, it's time for great stuff from our listeners. Gary Jr. made this comment on our episode about the wonders of brown trout fishing. He wrote, I enjoyed the comparison between the fight inherent to each trout. Living in the East, the three big are browns, brooks, and rainbows. To apply the always apropos sports metaphor, rainbows are the wide receiver. I like that. Yeah, he good. says they're agile and acrobatic. Browns are the fullback, tight end hybrid, uh, using brute strength to fight for inches. <laughs> and brookies, the running back, fast little guys not to be underestimated. May all your trout be footballs, tight lines. Isn't that great? <laughs> and I, you know I, what the kicker is? What? Cutthroat trout. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there you go. Oh, man. No oh, kidding. That's guy. a great analogy, Dave. Because <laughs> they are fragile. I mean, at the end of the day, cuts are just not, in my opinion, oh. I love catching them, and I got some big ones a few weeks ago, but yep. they're just different in kind than oh, other know. trout. I love I them, but... They're the kicker. Yep. Yeah. So Rainbow's the wide receiver. Brown's the fullback tight end. I might even say the D end. Yeah, they're yeah, just cause yeah, they're, for they're sure. fast, but they're just they'll just mow you over. And Brookie's the running back, or maybe they're like the the safeties or the corners. You yeah, know? they're, they're quick, really fast. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit now, smaller. Yeah. You know Not that, always, that makes me think um, maybe uh, maybe another analogy. Thinking of big game animals, maybe the Browns are the bull moose. You know, they're, they're just big and nasty. Yeah, you know, they just fast. are. I, I suppose you they're can make them. They're not pretty. No. I mean, the, the smaller ones are kind of yeah, nice, but when they get yeah. big, they just they get just, all sorts of... Yeah, they, like, they're gashed up and they these big hook jaws. That, that's a bull moose. I think rainbows are the bull elk. You know, they're, they're majestic. They're... Uh, they're fighters. Yeah, they're fighters. I, I'd say brookies are the white-tailed deer. They, they've got the beauty, <laughs> the grace. 
We are going down. I know, yeah. And I don't, I don't know what you do with cuts in that analogy. Are they the muleys? I don't, no, no, no. Oh, they're the antelope. Hey, right? Oh, man. I was thinking they were more like upland game, like partridge well, or pheasant. True. Man, I'm going to write a book. Maybe this is a whole podcast. No, not really. I don't think we could push <laughs> yeah, this that, much further than we no, have. That's right. Yeah, Gary's analogy, analogies were great. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap it up. That's going to do it for today. Hey, what experiences have you had on fly fishing trips that have made you laugh? Uh, we'd love to hear about it. So go to twoguysinariver.com and comment on this podcast link. Tell us some of the funny things you've done that you've heard or that you've seen on a fly fishing trip. You can find Two Guys in a River pretty much everywhere on all the social platforms. We continue to publish one new episode each week on our website, and we always receive great notes from you. Please keep sending them, thanking us for the podcast. And often you'll say, hey, can we help you promote the podcast? And the most simple way to do that is simply to refer your TU chapter, friend, your spouse, I mean, that's how the thing grows yep. is through referral. And the other thing is we'd love for you to purchase our book, The Fly Fisher's Book of Lists, Life is Short, Catch More Fish. The holiday season is coming up. And Steve, wouldn't you think that that's the perfect stocking that stuffer? That is the ultimate stocking stuffer. Yes, Just make it sure it doesn't end up as a white elephant gift. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> then we'll really be offended. Yes, exactly. Oh, Buy five and use them as stocking stuffers. Absolutely. <laughs> well, hey, thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing.